Hello, and welcome to Atente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm the gamer Nilo. And this is Matt again. Hi. Hi. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pastas. And um, tonight we have uh, some Pokemon creepypastas. We have some of the some of the ones that don't suck. Yeah. Uh, and some of the very few. The choice <laughs> nugs. Um, I mean, I, I still feel like that's possibly on uh, on perspective or opinion. Well, look, I can say, look, them. I'm going to say regardless of your opinion, I'm going to say regardless of your, like, of your take on these, you can say they're at least competent. Okay, yeah. Which is more than you can say for most Pokemon pastas. Yeah, yeah. Or more, most pastas in general. Yeah, yeah. There's a very, very low bar to get over, and this does it. Yeah. They put, like, the 5% effort to get over the bar, so yeah, there. Exactly. Top percentile. Top fucking percentile pastas. And yeah, we're doing uh, uh, Pokemon Creepy Black, uh, Pokemon Lavender well, just, Town. Yeah. Yeah, and Lavender Town Syndrome and the yeah. associated pastas with Lavender Town Syndrome, which we discovered existed like <laughs> twenty five minutes, minutes before ago. we started recording, <laughs> like thirty minutes ago. Yeah, uh, and in fact, it delayed the recording, but eh, whatever. Um, it delayed the recording by maybe ten minutes, which is the, how long it took for us to find and read all of the other associated stories. Yeah, uh, mostly fine because we we found them on Know Your Meme, and we're like, oh, okay, this is like a summary of the story. And then we spent a long time looking them up and found out, no, wait, these are the actual are stories the that are like actual. eight sentences long. Yep. Yeah, I really thought it was just like a synopsis of it. You no, know, that's it that's really what it is. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, and then afterward, we will probably try and just do like a like a quick brainstorm of how we could make a, a good creepypasta that's made of, that's for Pokemon. Um, yes, we'll try. <laughs> I'll try very hard. I have uh, had about um, half a highball of Kahlua, which is um, it's like General So's chicken, and then it's made of ideas. Ooh. Perfect. Man, Just what we need. That's ideal. I mean, all we had, we, we all we're hopped up on is Coca Cola. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll just dive right into uh, Pokemon Creepy Black or Pokemon Black as it was before the DS game Pokemon Black. Yeah. So this is this one actually has a bunch of different names because yeah, the official the official title of this pasta because it came out before there was actually a game called Pokemon Black is just Pokemon Black. Um, it's also known as Pokemon Creepy Black, Pokemon Ghost Black, Pokemon Cursed Black. I think there's even uh, one really... Pokemon Spooky Black. <laughs> but What's funny is in the beginning of this story, they refer to Pokemon Chaos Black. Huh. Like, in the beginning of this story, they make up another one that's called Pokemon Chaos Black. Yeah, and there's also, like, yeah, that's among, like, a bunch of other bootlegs, because our protagonist is apparently a collector of bootleg Pokemon hacks. <laughs> yeah, which it. is, that's not unheard of. Like, if you, no, have yeah. you watched uh, fucking Joel on Vine Sauce? I have not, just, but I, I am familiar with, does... like, the fact that these hacks and stuff exist, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like... In yeah. collecting that hack stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. I've been to flea markets there, there, and there are people that are bootlegs. yeah, there are people who are into just collecting bootleg shit, as evidenced yeah. by all the bootleg shit twitters, and also yeah. yeah, fine sauce Joel who plays bootleg games and also games about skeletons. I should actually start watching those because I need more entertainment than just 
<laughs> Let's Plays of Scary Video Games by Markiplier and PewDiePie. <laughs> I need to I need to broaden my horizons <laughs> on my YouTube entertainment. Well, you got Jacksepticeye. Oh yeah, that broadens that. it a little bit. Yeah, that broadens a little bit. <laughs> it, it makes it international. Yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, getting well, I mean, back Joel's to the story Sweden. in hand. He's like only yeah, the uh, he's the second most famous Swedish gamer. Eh. Wait, you said who? We, Will Wheaton or Joss Wheaton? No, Joel. 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 Oh, Joel. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know about uh, J- Joss and Joss Wheaton and uh, Will and Will Wheaton are much more popular than Joel, but neither of them are Swedish, as far as I know. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So did I mention <laughs> I'm drinking Kahlua? <laughs> you you, you kind of mentioned that, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Pokemon Creepy uh, Black starts off uh, introducing us to this protagonist who we never get a name, of course, because it's Creepypasta. Um, uh, we'll just call him Steve for the sake of expediency. Yeah, yeah Spooky Steve. Um, <laughs> Spooky <and> Steve. <laughs> the alliteration. Alliteration is cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's a, a collector of, of hacks and he found this one Game Boy, uh, game of Pokemon that had been like, uh, he thinks it was like a, uh, Pokemon red or blue or something like that. And he, it had been blacked out on the cartridge and it was hacked obviously. And, uh, at some point, like he played it a bunch of times and then he threw, he got rid of it. Um, and then he kind of just goes into like the, his account of like when he first picked it up and started playing it, and it's really just like when he starts it up, it uh, goes to like Pokemon. It has Pokemon Black right on the title card, and goes into the starter uh, to the get his starter Pokemon. There's a fourth one there, but it's not Pikachu like in yellow. It's this one called Ghost, um, and it looks like the actually. Ghost... Uh, th- oh, actually, what's in there is uh, Ghost starts in your party. Is what's up? Oh, really? Okay, shoot. Yeah, there's no way to play the game without the ghost. Okay, you just have it, but you don't have to use it. If after selecting your starter, if you looked at your Pokemon, you in addition to Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle, you had another Pokemon ghost. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, I thought something was up with what you're saying there. Okay, sorry, I must have misread or heard because we did also re-listen. No, to I one, I, th- so. I thought that the first time too because he mentions the starters and then mentions ghosts, so I can understand yeah. your confusion. All right. Um, yeah, and so um, this he starts using this Pokemon uh, Ghost, uh, which is the same sprite as the one the ghost uh, that you meet encounter in Lavender Town's tower. Um, and before you get the self scope, yeah, before you get it's the like that sprite. Scope. Yeah, it's the one that um, your Pokemon's too scared to do anything, and you have to run away. Yeah, um, and I think he just pretty much for the rest of the the, that, the encounter, he goes through the whole game like using Ghost. And like the, go- the so, other, oh yeah, did you yeah, mention? Because the thing yeah. is, Ghost is Mad OP. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it has an attack that just kills the other Pokemon instantly. Yeah, it's it, just extremely OP. Yeah, and the Pokemon won't attack him back, like they're because they're too scared. Um, Ghost is easy mode. And he does notice that, like, just goes through the game, just smoking Pokemon and taking names. Um, it is. Then, it is mentioned that this move does fail on because the thing is that uh, it kills it kills Pokemon and then also in trainer battles it kills the trainer, and so yeah. he mentions one thing is that there is a there are moments where it fails like when it needs to preserve a character who is in the plot. <laughs> yeah, but then when they're not needed for the plot anymore, then the move will work again. Yeah, like yes. in the last fight with whoever, you can use it on it and he'll be gone. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I think he 
he goes through the whole game, right? Like he yeah, like he gets all the way through the yeah, he goes through the, the whole entire game, and then everything was normal except he just has this creepy Pokemon that one shots everything. Yeah, and then at the very end, it cuts to black, and it's uh, then text comes on saying a couple some years later, and uh, you're the character is playing this old guy, uh, presumably your character, like years later, um, and he yeah. can only move like half the speed of your normal sprite. Um, and he goes through like he was walking around the cities, and there was it was like hardly anyone there or no one at, there. There's yeah, no one there because because the first to... time we played, first time we played through the game, he just killed everybody. It's like fucking yeah, yeah exactly. So he literally just wiped at everybody. So, <laughs> so he we, went back he, to the start. So he and... chose the genocide. Mo- uh, he chose the genocide path. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, great. <laughs> that always ends well. <laughs> um, and then, so yeah, like, pacifist. That's his faster option. Yes, yeah. it is. You actually experience more of the game, too. Yeah, and there's also tombstones everywhere, too, if I remember. Like yeah, because every time you kill a trainer, uh, and where the trainer would be, a tombstone spread appears. Yeah. Um, and then he goes all the way back, to, ends up back in Pallet Town, uh, where everything started, goes to the exact square tile where his um, where he, where his character started the game, um, and that's where uh, there it activates a... Uh, uh, like, it activates like um, a final battle. Exactly, a final battle, but it's like a march of all the victims he's he's killed. Oh, like, right, yeah, that happens first, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. like a slideshow of every single Pokemon. And then, and then every, every single trainer. trainer right after. Yeah, and then fall, and then it finishes with the ghost, and it's him versus the ghost. Um, I believe the Lavender Town uh, theme is playing the, the whole The Lavender Town theme is mentioned as playing Yeah, as it's yeah. going through the slideshow of Yeah, and it gets deaths. it gets slower and more distorted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, it's a tie into the, the other story we were kind of doing today. Spoilers. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, all the, all the, there's no spoilers, it's called Lavender Town oh, Syndrome. Yeah, but, we literally uh, yeah, said it earlier. <laughs> Damn. Unsurprisingly, all these Pokemon creepypasts use Lavender Town. It's, yeah. because, it's like Lavender Town is the, the one, it's like, like town that's supposed to be spooky in all of, like, Pokemon, at least the original generation. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh, anyways, uh, we, wait till the end, Matt. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then yeah, he faces off against the ghost, and as usual, I mean, <laughs> a taste of his own medicine, can't fight back except for struggle, and it only harms him. And then when he gets to critical conditions, ghost curses him, and it gets to black, and the, the that black just never goes away until he himself turns off the Game Boy. Um. And he's played the game, so that's pretty much the end of like the first run of the well, game. Well, when you when you game. turn the game on, your save files are erased. Yeah, yeah, save files are erased, and it's brought back to square one, um, as if nothing you had just done had happened. Um, and then it he plays the game a bunch of other times, and it's even no matter what he does, like uh, if he doesn't play with, it doesn't use ghost at all. He just plays the game normally. It always cuts to this, and it just makes that like that death march at the end a little bit shorter, and just no, cuts straight it, to the ghost, right? It makes it so like if he goes through the entire game without using ghost, ghost at all, killing the the Pokemon and the trainers, and everything normally, yeah. it wouldn't show anyone. It just cuts right to ghost. It co- yeah, that's cuts what I meant. Right yeah. to the ghost Sorry. fight. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and it just again the same outcome happens. He struggles to try and fu- to not die and, and ends up getting killed, uh, cursed by this thing and then it cuts to black and erases his Also, when file. we say curse, I don't think we mentioned it, but there's... The oh, thing yeah. is, Ghost has one move and it's called curse and that's the move that kills everybody. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, he also mentions in the story that curse is a move in Pokemon, but it wasn't until second generation that it popped up. So it was kind of weird to have it in this... in yeah. the first generation game. Um, 
And so, yeah, it, it kind of just like the, him playing this game multiple times and having the same outcome happen of this dark, kind of like depressing ending kind of gives him an existential dread or like uh, a sense of inevitability. Yeah, it's and, uh, it seems like he wasn't trying to convey a message, though it does seem like I was the sole receiver of this message. I'm not entirely certain what it was. The inevitability of death, the pointlessness of it. Maybe he was trying to just morbidly inject death and darkness into a children's game. Regardless, this game has made me think and it has made me cry. Yeah. Um, and then does, does I remember there was an edition of this game, or the, the story. It wasn't in the one that we listened to, the, uh, to earlier today. It's um, in Pokemon Pokemon Black Retold. It keeps going on and says, um, I lied. I didn't lose the game. I took it to a flea market. Um and this is actually kind of uh, this is actually kind of a cool addition because uh, Pokemon Black Retold is a ROM that you can put on a DS cartridge if you have like a, a cartridge yeah. that, support, that supports homebrew stuff, and mm. it's basically just a slideshow, just click through the whole thing, and then it adds this little bit at the end that's I I sold the cartridge at a flea market because um, one day I was playing it again and I got to the death part and uh, the phone rang. <laughs> So I decided to put the Game Boy down and go answer the phone. Um, and that, like he stays away from his Game Boy for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And he says, like, when I came back, uh, the black screen had changed. And now it said, Ghost has cursed. And this is kind of the, the clever part of it, is that it, it, take, it, it finds your username on the DS and puts that in the final slot. <laughs> nice. Finally. Oh, that- That's my problem with most... Pokemon and video game related things is nothing directly happens to the person who has it. I think it's more Pokemon because there's a lot of there are there's a bit of variety in just generalized video game creepypastas. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that during yeah. after this, yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. Like it it is something actually kind of like made it, it the curse has been is is it added that extra level like added that extra ante or lo, a level to this where like it's now cursed him and it knows him or it's used the data from the game to get him um, yeah and that's like and, that's a clever little gotcha um yeah that was, uh, it's, it's like um it's actually it'll be like what happened with lavender town syndrome where it's uh the listening the one we listened to earlier where it was there's the lavender town thing playing and then it's like oh and like the thing is you've been listening to the to the exact one that causes the suicides and blah blah, blah the whole time i've been reading the story to you it just adds that extra bit of like i guess immersion is that the right word for that yeah um, maybe, I don't know. That feels like, it, it feels like that was sort of, that was sort of a thing added because it's like, oh, I'm doing a reading. I can play Lavender Town in the background. Let me find the, let me find the beta mix. Well, I mean, even the, that's, uh, the Lavender that's a, even... that's a different, that's a different story, which we'll cover in like a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to derail that and go back to say it. We'll go back to Pokemon Black. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much how that story ends is that it's like, he's given this, he's passed it on to some other poor fool. At a flea market, um, yeah. So taking a it's, hammer to it, so, it, like so a it's a normal person would. <laughs> so it's out there somewhere. You might no, have that. Yeah, he does. He does the he does the NES Godzilla thing. Oh God! Of just sell it. <laughs> yeah, and not just bury it or destroy it. Yeah, I know. Sell it because he wants someone else to have it. I don't know. <laughs> he wants to share the misery. It's like some, It's like the VHS tape from The Ring, where it just passes out hands. Yeah, but in that one, it makes sense because if you show somebody else the tape, then you survive. Oh really? Okay. 
That's that's why the that's why the woman doesn't get killed in the end. Also, spoilers for the ring, I guess. <laughs> spoilers for the ring that was like circa what, like early two thousand. Spoilers, spoilers for this movie that was made over ten years ago, and probably yeah, is. Be yeah, no, that's, that's, the probably reason, a, that's the reason. That's the reason. woman as some of our listeners now. Yeah, <laughs> at least some of them. There'll be someone out but there. Yeah, but yeah, that's the reason that it. the woman doesn't survive. That's the reason the woman survives because she thinks she survived because she freed because uh, she freed Samara. Um, yeah. But really, she survived because she made a copy of the tape and showed it to somebody. Gotcha. And and so that's the thing, like, her boyfriend or whatever, the guy who was investigating with her gets killed by the tape because uh, after that happens and the kid's like, oh, why did you free her? She doesn't sleep. And then he gets like, uh... yeah, and then he gets murdered by the by the ring ghost. See, what's funny um, is I watched the sequel and the sequel, like, she just like, fu- like, she they, they do away, they like go to the place of origin and and like lock her away in the well for good and yeah it's stupid <laughs> it's yeah it's, stupid it's like a, it. it's like a sequel to a horror movie it's fucking dumb <laughs> yeah we're back it's to not even movie. Sorry, you're back to like, that, like the jason movies oh god the other or nightmare thing with the ending of pokemon black is at the end of the extended one it said that like it cursed him directly right yeah. so it cursed the per- it curses the person who reads it that's the thing, because it pulls your username from the DS and puts that in the final slot for the DS game. Yeah, for the DS read. Oh, for yeah. the actual. For the, not, for, no, not for the actual. Oh, I thought it was yeah. in like an extended version of the actual creepypasta. No, that well, it's that, an that extended version, version of the creepypasta, because... but then it throws that in. Yeah, to, to creep you out. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, okay. Which I can yeah. say, if that's a thing that happened to me, like just like a, a slight aside, going to a different pasta when I was reading Ben Drowned. <laughs> Or when I was watching the videos for Ben Drowned, I can yeah. say the part that freaked me out the most is when one of the fucking file names changes to Matt. Oh damn! Which yeah. is the name of the that's the name of the author. But I saw that I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> See, I I actually had that instance where we we just done that episode of uh, Ben Drowned. Um, and, like, a couple of weeks later, I went to go pick up the newest Zelda game, which was, I think, Link Between Worlds. And it was used because it was cheaper. And, hey, it's cheaper. And I went, mm-hmm. I brought it home and, like, flipped and, like, started it up. And there was a save file on it. And it was Ben. And I was just, like, nice. I just, like, sl- I just slid, I just slid it back, slid back the, the, the DS, looked at it for a couple of minutes, <laughs> pulled out my phone to take photo evidence of it. And then it's like, all right, posted that on Twitter. So if anybody if I if I go missing somebody will know why and yes, then I just started a new save file below it I just have never touched yeah well you didn't the you, ben you didn't delete file. Ben's save so it's fine exactly yeah if I'm you not, deleted that then you I screwed. will never delete the Ben save <laughs> and I, I was like I literally actually went back to the, that EB Games and asked if they'd ever heard of that creepypasta um, and they ha- they obviously hadn't because it's just it's a creepypasta not everybody knows anything about cre- knows not everybody in the world knows about creepypasta. Um, and it was just a, a, a weird, creepy coincidence that somebody That's named awesome. Ben. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it was, I want to think that was intentional. Like somebody. I really wish it was. Somebody like, bought it and then yeah, returned it. Like I know that's what I'd fucking do if that was, if I got in the game and was planning on reselling it. I just oh, yeah, took Ben. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> again, way off topic. Anyway, right, in the dis- right. in the discussion of this, <laughs> in the discussion of this story. Um, we're going to run into a wild difference in taste here because yeah. the reasons I like this story are the reasons that Cultist and Gamer in Yellow hated. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I can I can get it on awesome. your side. Like, I can understand your side for it, but I just I just need a little bit more than uh, than a 
uh, I guess just existential dread <laughs> or the like... well. So the main the main thing I like about this is like it's like the thing I like about this is is that the person um, the person did their research and kind of understood stuff. Like obviously making this ROM hack is really complicated, and somebody did make a ROM hack out of this. In fact, there's two I think, which is uh, Creepy Black and Cursed Black, which are both I think Fire Red ROMs that have been hacked. Uh. Um, but the ROM hacks suck. Like it's, it's, it, it, it's, well, yeah, it's cause not a, this is, this is a case where this is a more interesting story to experience than the actual game would be because like, which is the story, <laughs> the story is short. This, this story is like maybe two pages long. Yeah. It's worth, um, it's about it like gets its idea across and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even, even the version uh, what is it? I watched a video of the uh, of Pokemon Black retold, and that was less than eight minutes. That, so, yeah, like that was like seven or just like seven and a half minutes. I think we watched that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like it's it's very short. And so, but the thing I like about this is just is just how low key it is that it uses existing assets in the game. Um, it does some stuff that it does some stuff of the game that will make the game kind of hard, but like. Um, namely the part at the end where it gives you a slideshow of everything you killed. Cause like, how the hell would you do that? But, yeah. um, the rest of it is just like, I like the, I like the attention to detail that it mentions that like, Oh, it used, it used the ghost sprite from Lavender town. It uses the old man sprite. And then it uses, because it uses the old man sprite because you have the old man that teaches you how to catch Pokemon. So old man also has a battle sprite. Yeah. Um, and then it uses struggle, um, which is the move that you do when you can't do any other moves when you're out of move PP, which is why you get killed by recoil. And then it just goes in and then it just uses that to, to like, it doesn't even like, it kind of throws the thing out here. And the thing I like is that the narrator isn't even scared. Like he's kind of like the, the whole thing is that it's just kind of like, I don't know why, I don't know why this was made. I don't know what the point of it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's also like a problem with it to me because there's no real fear or anything in it when even the narrator doesn't seem to care, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's this whole thing where the where so like, and I think maybe this might also be a difference in perspective because I read this back before like Pokemon creepypastas in general were like a cliche. Yeah, like I, um, I definitely read this like during like I'd re- like binge read a bunch of Pokemon creepypastas because there was a point where it's just like I want to see if there's any uh, if there's any good Pokemon creepypastas. Mm-hmm. And... and so, like, yeah, then there's a lot of points against this one where it's like, oh, it used Lavender Town, it used the ghost, and, yeah. like, um, but at the same time, like, this was, I think, around, like, this was an early one that I had found. I think this is, this is the progenitor of a lot of them, and this is the best one of them, and it's unfortunately ruined by all the ones that suck. Yeah, I, I will give um, you this much, that it is better written than almost every other Pokemon Creep bust I've come across. <laughs> And so I, I just like this thing where it's like, and, and like, I like this cause it's, it's a thing. I mean, it's a thing that's, that could plausibly happen. It's a thing that, it's a thing that happens. And then the whole thing is that the game is just, and then the message of the game, um, it's just that like everybody dies. It doesn't matter. Like you could, it doesn't matter if you're bad or if you're good, you die. Eat it, Arby's. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Sorry. Nice. I had to get nihilistic that, Arby's. No, yeah, no, it's good. It's, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I get what reflect you're saying. on your life. Eat Arby's, yeah, no, and that's the and that's the I, thing. Like, I, I, that's, do get, I do get that's, what you're saying. Like, um, like, and like, if you don't like that, that's fine. Yeah. Like, it's different strokes, you know, whatever. Yeah, but that's that's the reason that that's that's the reason I like this. Um, because it's just 
It's just that simple. Yeah, it's it's more grounded. It's not like actually, me and uh, Doctor Leviathan have had that issue with uh, not with the game stuff, but with um, uh, when when there's a creepypasta that it turns out there's no supernatural element. It's just a serial killer or a cre- or a killer. And I generally like prefer the supernatural element, whereas mm-hmm. he was like, no, no, the super like the the killer part was the good part about this creepypasta because it is more there's a little bit more depth and a little bit more dark like reality to it. And I can get it with this one. Like, it's it, it, like I always kind of go into creepypastas looking for like the occult or like the supernatural element of it. And this one is just, uh, it's like so many of the other ones. And yeah, it, it may have been the first one, but like there's so many of them that have been copied and pasted. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, no. That, it's like when you go back and see the original Friday the 13th and you're like, wow, this movie sucks. Like, it's so tropey. And then it's like, oh, it's because this was the movie that created all the tropes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you suddenly kind of appreciate it more because it's the one that started all these and it's just all these pretenders or all these like duplicators. Yeah, um, given that I didn't even really know that this was kind of one of the original Pokemon creepypastas. Yeah, I didn't I, I, I mean it might not even be one of the originals, now, but... but it's like it's it's an early one. Yeah, I yeah. mean twenty ten is pretty early for creepypastas and or at least like for those kind of for that for this genre anyway, because I don't think like really even Slenderman started until like two thousand seven at the very earliest, I think. Um but yeah, like po- like and like short fiction, like ho- short horror fiction online has been around for a while. But like, yeah, yeah. Pokemon creepypastas generally aren't that old. Um, but yeah, the this one definitely feels like it was uh, like at least it was re- it was written competently at least, and I, I can I can I can get behind like having a, like a grounded psychological one because. Yeah, like you think about like who would ha- in their right mind would make this hack except for like some kind of like semi-twisted like nihilist. Semi-twisted? <laughs> Mildly twisted nihilist. Twisted. <laughs> um, twisted nihilist who um, who just wanted to like troll people like some kids by giving them a bootleg of, yeah, you playing this game where you're fi- you're using bioweapons to fight other bioweapons and kill them and monsters and stuff like that and hey, isn't your fun little your fun dog fights really fun oh and everything you know and yeah. is gonna die pointlessly it also kind of like i think it hits into the thing where it was also about the same time i was learning about like the japanese versions of the pokemon games yeah you mentioned that early like that there's a much more adult version of of the pokemon games because yeah, of the language i think now they're kind of blending together because at this point pokemon most pokemon players are adults like, yeah that's one of the things that you notice is as you get deeper and deeper in the Pokemon generations, trainers get older, like to the point where in black and white trainers, uh, in, in the original games, trainers were 10 when they left. Now they're like 16 to 18. Yeah. Um, but then there's also there's also this thing where in the original Pokemon, um, Meg might actually be in the current Pokemon. Um, I'm, I haven't played a lot of games in Japanese because I can't read it um, or speak it. Yeah. Um, but there's a thing where in the original Pokemon, um, in the original Pokemon games, from what I understand, um, it had two different ways that it conveyed text. Because in Japanese, you have uh, kanji and katakana, um, and I guess there's also hiragana. I don't know where that fits in, but specific. The more importantly, you have kanji, which is written by adults, because kanji is a much more complicated uh, character set. Because um, because in addition to all of the characters being like phonemes, they are also symbols and they also like represent shit. So you can have things that are phoneme that would not make sense together phonetically, but because of the two meanings of their symbols, that now makes a new word. Yeah. Whereas katakana, you have a specific number of characters because katakana is just phonemes. That's all it is. 
Um, and so generally, Katakana is Katakana is written for tourists and it's written for children, where Kanji is written for adults. So the Pokemon games were written in Kanji. And uh, they, they had two different dialogue options, which are Kanji and Katakana. If you picked Katakana, then it was written more simply. Um, and it was written lighter, from what I understand, to the point... Um, but if you pick Kanji, the and I've heard two different things about this, that the Kanji one is written um, more for adults. Um, but then I've also heard that Kanji itself is just more brutal as, like, a character set. Because of the because of the way that it's written and the way that ideas are conveyed, but the main thing here is that um, in the Katakana version, um, they skip over how um, your rival Blue suddenly loses a Pokemon and just shows up in Lavender Town. Uh, whereas in the Kanji version, they make it more explicit that uh, when you fight Blue on the SS Anne, he has a Raticate in his party, and then you go to Lavender Town. Um, and this, this is, well, so this is how it happens in the English version. You fight Blue, he has Eradicate in his party, you go to Lavender Town, then you fight him again after you leave Lavender Town, and he doesn't have Eradicate anymore. Whereas in the, in the Kanji version, he says specifically that he was fighting Team Rocket and they killed his Eradicate. Oh, yeah. yeah, he gets a little And that's more. why he, that's why he's in Lavender Town because he's burying his Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> so pretty much in the Japanese version of the game, when you start a game, you can kind of choose the uh Do you want the, the adult rating, version? The or rating of exactly, the game. Yeah. Do you want the PG-13? Yeah. yeah. And then when it came time to make the English version, I, I said American, but I mean the English version, um, they, they mostly made it lighter, but in some cases they kind of split the difference between the Kanji version and the Katakana version. Yeah. Um, like in Lavender Town, like... I mean, you can't really get around to like people. There are people there that are mourning for their dead Pokemon. Yeah. But Blue doesn't talk about how his Pokemon was killed. He's just there. And then the next time you meet him, he's missing one of the Pokemon that he's had before. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's also like some of that also probably got crossed over with like some of the um, uh, the bios for some of the creepier Pokemon or like the like the Mar- like Cubone and Marowak thing. Um, like I can't think of like that. that uh, even in, actually in the in the English Pokedex, it even says that Cubone wears the skull of its mother. Still, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I mean, when like you, it was crossed. Like they, you, the two were crossed over. So unless the can, unless the uh, um, the Ketsukano version like inc- like include that also, or like did something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, also, like, if you look at early concept art for Pokemon, like the like the original like prototype concept art, like. It's a much different art style, and also some of the, like the pictures for Pokemon show Pokemon eating other Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, uh, like not like it, not like, like in a graphic way. Wait. Like it's like you see like a tentacruel like with its tentacles like wrapped around another yeah. Pokemon, basically. Yeah, and I mean like that makes sense again because this the, the Pokemon world is an animal kingdom. Like there yeah. there are no other animals in the world except for Pokemon. I mean, it's all nice and good that I mean all Pokemon are our friends. But they're animals, and there's a food chain. Yeah. And there's also the thing where, like, if you get into, uh, what is it, uh, Pokemon Adventures, which was the original manga, like, Pokemon die in that. (laughs) Like, there's Pokemon get killed on pages sometimes. Like, yeah, so it just adds on to, like, the... um, I guess and then they kind of they they started kind of scooting away from that as they went on, like, and they made it friendlier in general with much with much more implied themes of harm, like Team Aqua that wants to flood the entire world. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a darker presence in the Pokemon games pretty much from the from day one. It's just we've kind of been. Uh, 
I guess not so much desensitized from it because we were kind of given the kiddie version or like a semi kiddie version of the games. And then some people have decided to take it a little bit darker. Yeah. If it was kind of somewhere in the middle to begin with, basically I feel like if Pokemon was kind of sort of in the middle between what the the Japanese one was and what it is now, it would be kind of more susceptible for more believable and um, like immersive creepypastas of it because it's already not, you know, for kids. It's sort of for anyone instead of mainly kid-based. That's basically what I was going to was. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Um, and like Pokemon... Pokemon's a hard thing to make. Um, this is actually a thing, kind of going off topic. Like Pokemon is a hard thing to make to to make scary because of how abstracted it is. Um, like there was an interview um, with the guys who made Amnesia, which mm-hmm. when they talked about making Amnesia, they were tr- they described it as they were trying to make Super Mario survival horror. <laughs> what? Oh, which I guess it actually had. That which it, it had. I, it you had know, I kind of I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah, like like because. There was there was going to be a lot of like there was going to be a lot of running and jumping and like activating traps and stuff yeah instead of fighting um but then they scrapped that because they discovered it was really hard because like in Mario you can accept that you can accept all the things given to you because the world's so abstract you have the mushroom kingdom and like this plumber who's a hero and all the weird toad people and stuff and like Pokemon is a similarly abstract world yeah that's very hard to make scary because it's like like we just we just do this like it's like 10 year olds just go out into the wilderness and like train train animals and don't die and immediately like, no, yeah and don't not. die and it's like and it's because it doesn't it it doesn't like focus on like being a kid alone in the wilderness like having to live alone and like um and you know all you don't have you don't have to eat you don't have to take care of yourself like healthcare is free <laughs> yeah exactly like it's <laughs> it's and then there's also even like training monsters is its own is is abstracted with like you throw a pokeball and now they're loyal um yeah there's no like montage of train there's no like rec- like long period of like actually training the monster the animal <laughs> if there was a if there was a if pokemon had training montages i think it would be better <laughs> i think so too oh, also I think every also, single one is every single one involves also, them running up the stairs in philly <laughs> God damn. adrian 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 <laughs> um also can i just say that i would totally buy amnesia as done up in mario's like side-scrolling format <laughs> I would literally. You, uh, you should play. Uh, you should play Mario Call of Cthulhu. Wait, what? That's a thing. <laughs> That's a. It's a ROM hack of Super Mario World. I it's actually. S- it's super crazy, and it has a lot of neat gimmicks in it. But that is uh, unrelated to anything we were I talking about. Just gonna <laughs> type that. Write up that uh, in my notes. <laughs> anyway, it's got yeah. some really. It's got some really cool little gimmicks that it uses, and it's not that long. Um, Alright, cool. Super I don't think it's that hard, which is surprising, because most ROM hacks you find are, like, crazy hard, because they're made by people that have played the game too much. Nice. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, getting back to the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have another story. Yeah, um, yeah, so that that's pretty well covers Pokemon Black. Like, Yeah, no, we spent 40 minutes <laughs> discussing a story that takes less than 8 minutes to read. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, like... Does it, that mean it's good, or does that mean it's bad? <laughs> yeah, do, I guess, do we, yeah, I guess we should also, like, rec- like, do we recommend okay, so, Pokemon Black? Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> So this has this has reached a certain level of this is this has a certain level of mastery to it, like in the in the department of construction, that everything else about it is going to be subjective. Yeah. 
So if you like, so, like kind of like direct, like stories that are that fo- like are more uh, subtle horror or like, dread. I'd recommend go check out go check out Pokemon Black Retold. Yes, that's a I like that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's got sound effects and shit. Yeah, and even visuals like like it's a like you're actually looking at a DS game. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can get behind that. Um, I it's just I don't know I like my supernatural when it comes to video game creep yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Weird. <laughs> You like you like what you like. That's that's rad. You do you, man. <laughs> thanks, thanks, bro. Uh, and then Gamer Yellow. Well, I I'm not really a huge fan of it because I'm somewhat on the same page as you in regards to I. It'd be nice if there was something supernatural, but it doesn't have to be. I just but liked your it's... first reaction when we when we when I showed you the the story today. Right at the very end, it's like I didn't like that at all. I didn't. <laughs> There's a lot of ways it can be better. Yeah, I. Like, but again, it comes from also like us. What we we read Pokemon Red and uh, Blood Edition, and they were and like they, all these other Pokemon creep bosses tend to have the same kind of plot lines that yeah. kind of seem to stem from Pokemon Black. So, but in the yeah, end, that's that's the thing that I'm I'm surprised you guys invited me to do this episode at all because after you did Lost Silver and Red and Blood Red, I figured you guys were done with Pokemon pastas. Honestly, to be perfectly honest, I was until um, we had you on. I think for. Um, uh, an episode that will probably Pen not pal. be aired before this one. So, um, but we ha- and you were like, we we're telling you about like the ones I was telling you about the ones that we didn't ha- were on the roster that I don't think we were really gonna do like Pokemon Black because of what had happened. And then you kind of started defending it. I was like, all right, this is something we could throw onto the for the show for, and it it also kind of like got me thinking about like again making a good creepypasta that's po- about Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I wanted to do the show this this episode in particular. Sure, um, and that kind of goes into my feelings on this. Is my my problem with this is in the end, it's the fact that nothing really happens to the guy, and it's almost too like I don't want to say bland, but it's more or less just his retelling of uh of like a a hacked up game, but it's just that it's just a game. There's no real re- repercussions of it. But in that retold one that you told me about in um, on the DS, with a little bit at the end, it kind of brings it more it into, breaks the fourth wall to the it. person who's actually reading it. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. it kind of changes the whole perspective on it. Just that little bit at the end. The story so, you know, is it's actually... funny that it's, it's funny also that like this is again a reversal because I feel like Pokemon Pokemon Black retold. I feel like the extra bit at the end is unneeded because I like the story as it was. Yeah. But for us, it, the, that extra bit kind of helps the helps us like the story or like get into the story a bit more because it adds that breaking the fourth wall or like almost like I just realized it's not that the game is haunted; it's that the story about the game is haunted. <laughs> yeah, it's a meta. It's a meta yeah. haunting. Yeah, and I can, I don't know for some reason I can always get behind meta stuff. So yeah, no meta stuff's cool. But um, all right, like so I don't let's... even like that. It, I don't even like that added part, but I do like that it slots your name in. Yeah, it's just nice it's touch. just a nice little touch to it. Um, so I guess that's. Yeah, really it's creepy to... in the same way that like Metal Gear Solid at that fight with oh, uh, Psycho, Man- Ma- Psycho, Psycho Mantis. Mantis, he starts reading, reading your off. memory cards. It's that yeah. same kind of creepy. Or the entire or, last third of Metal Gear Solid Two, or how uh, the game Eternal Darkness fucks with your uh, TV as long as you have an analog TV <laughs> and not a digital one. I don't know about that one. Uh, pretty much like the way the more sanity you lose in, the, in that game because it's all horror survival game. Yeah. Um, the more the game will actually like turn off your game or start lowering well, the volume. So yeah, like so the thing really, is yeah. like 
It'll do things like you walk into a room and suddenly there's a bunch of huge, like, really strong enemies that are, like, about to attack you and it says, please plug in your controller. Oh, jeez. Yeah. (laughs) And then right before they attack you, your character's like, it's not happening! And then, like, it flashes back and the game resumes. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, uh, yeah, just a bunch of, like, little things in that. Or, like, it's it's deleting all your game files. (laughs) Yeah, it says, like, formatting memory card. Yeah, exactly. Or it'll, like, mute, or it'll uh, mute your tv yeah say what you will about silicon knights this company that made it um who's now bankrupt um um they yeah, made a pretty uh, decent call of cthulhu lovecraftian horror video game back in the it was day. the it was really the one good game they made yeah mm. and i kind of liked parts of two human but no we're not here for that <laughs> yeah we're anyways yeah sorry oh god um getting back to the ga- to the thing Welcome at hand back to tangents <laughs> yay <laughs> uh, yeah so we're gonna go i guess into lavender town syndrome next yeah. um which i think this one probably hits like a medium that both of us like yeah like it's pretty much just a Until kind you of get a, into the sequels yeah it's just a document kind of like or like a, a report kind of thing like narrative to it where it's just telling us about uh back in the day before like in the early first ep- uh, editions of uh mario of mario of pokemon um <laughs> lavender town's uh tone had a higher pitch and because of that tone um it affected certain uh young teens and kids whose ears were under were not developed enough and would cause like suicides and depression and stuff like that and eventually the game they had to uh, uh eventually they got around to like fixing it and like lowering the tones and yeah it was just like a bunch of deaths and stuff that happened be- yeah, on account they, of it it says like 100 recorded suicides basically yeah um and then i think the re- i think it just kind of ends with like uh well, that it was just, the actual it, it, it just end. <laughs> like, it just kind of uh, ends. It ends yeah. with yeah. It ends with uh with the beta mix. It has a it has yeah, a it has video a... at least on the creepypasta wiki. It includes a link to the beta mix. Yeah. Um, which is actually annotated and says and says where the specific. Which is interesting because they oh. the beta that it it draws on a bunch of actual like real things like yeah like most beta like most beta mixes the beta mix for lavender town was different and if you listen to that that's different than the one that went into the game also and sorry, then it, the, the, and then the, it fits the, in with a lot of other stuff yeah sorry i i just remembered something from the story at the very end of the story too um there's uh it, it mentions that like when somebody like analyzed the audio it showed uh, like the last couple of notes were like showed images like a like it, it created an image of the unknown yeah, and that's kind of, of missing yeah. Now? And that it was, you know, no, missing, not missing. No, the unknown, which are the those oh, alphabet I thought, Pokemon. I thought you said missing. No, it was like the weird unknown Pokemon. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's yeah, and they stay, and those are the Pokemon that are letters, and yeah. they spell something out. Yeah, it's yeah, I can I can't remember right now what it actually said, but um, which is um, yeah, this I yeah, I can't remember either, but like I think to quote Yahtzee, like this little bit is that extra drop of Bailey's that ruins the whole cocktail. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was, and especially since like the guy even comments like uh, it was weird. Because it like unknowns weren't even in this generation of the game, and it's like, then why is it in there? Because those were not even yeah. in the. I think they were in third generation. They might have been second generation, but. And it's like, why would analyzing the audio? Why why would analyzing the audio cause this to pop up in a video? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. But that's we're hitting we're hitting so much on the singular part of uh, on the singular <laughs> part of the story that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. 
which I think, um, Cultus, you were talking about like there's um, there's there's an origin to this story that I didn't actually know. Yeah, um, I again, I I, va- I vaguely remember this from high school, and I think I looked it up earlier, like later, like more recently, and it actually turned out to be true. But like in Turkey or somewhere in the world, like uh, during the Pokemon craze, um, there were ki- reports of kids jumping out of apartment buildings or from like high high uh, like high locations. Um, thinking that Pokemon would come and save them. Um, and obviously they would just fall to their deaths or to paralyzing states because they'd fall. Concrete. Yeah, concrete does not apply well to human bodies when they drop at high velocity. Um... And yeah, and I, I do also recall, like, I mean, there was also the the stuff that happened with the the banning of a certain episode in Pokemon. Yeah, um, there's like the, the seizure with episode, the, with the Porygon. The, the, I think it's and, yeah, because uh, yeah, the way they did the animation for the transformation or the transition between like the characters going from the physical world to the Porygon's digital world, it create the the way the coloration of the the effects they had would yeah would cause it's, seizures. it's specifically you can find the scene on YouTube yeah. um which you can watch uh, I don't suggest watching it if you're epileptic yeah no um, <laughs> yeah but, but there's there's this part where yeah just a large portion of the screen is rapidly flashing red and blue yeah like exactly. bright red and bright blue mm-hmm. which is a trigger for epileptic seizures exactly yeah and like I I think there was like dozens of dozens of reports of like seizures. Or of children being yeah, harmed it was a by really it was across. a really famous story. Yeah, exactly. Like that like, was the big made, one. And then I it just, made news yeah. internationally. Exactly. Yeah. And then I just remember there being like a slew of like kids jumping out of buildings during my high school years um, of that like kind of thing. But what would even drive a kid to do that? I mean, it's the same. It's the same kind of like thing that why a kid why kids during the Superman uh, phase like like fads. Um, would uh, would jump out of buildings thinking that Superman would save them, like that. Actually, that also happened. Well, oh, okay, I understand that, but Superman it's just can fly. overactive, overactive. Or, oh no, they they jump out of buildings. Pokemon thinking they could, can fly. They jump out of There's the buildings thinking they Pokemon. could fly. Yeah, that's the thing. That, so like, it's just uh, kids' overactive imaginations or belief, uh, obsessive belief in something that just isn't real, or that's not, like they. They become too invested in, yeah. so they. It's like they yeah. look at the at the window to see a bird. Oh, Pidgey! I'm gonna go get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, hell, like even even during the Pokemon Go craze, like this oh, is God, yeah. this is this is <laughs> less of a thing. But you like you get reports of people that like walked off of cliffs playing the game, and it's not because they thought Pokemon would save them; it's just because they were inattentive and they probably would have fallen off a cliff somewhere. It's way. the same thing with mess. just GPS in cards. Like people have driven right into lakes because <laughs> they're relying so much on the GPS and actually yeah. looking. Or like same thing. Yeah, exactly. And Pokemon Go, like I remember seeing videos of like I remember the cliff thing. Um, I also remember there was somebody who. What, fell into a pond looking for a, a, like a water Pokemon, and then there was like a mass like exodus into the ocean <laughs> because yeah, they were all trying to go after going after coast. that Blastoise. Yeah. There's also the guy who got stabbed playing yep. and didn't go to the hospital because he wanted to keep catching Pokemon. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, or the people that found dead bodies. Like it's just like it's a people getting mugged. Like honestly, we, honestly, there should be some Pokemon creepypastas about Pokemon Go, and I, I, I I'm sure there are, but I I kind of like. Like you can do some stuff with that. I mean, I, f- I feel like any po- any pasta that's made wouldn't be as crazy as like real life. Like yeah. if you want to get into it, like do you, do you know like have you read the Ingress stories? I haven't no. 
So like Ingress is Ingress is the game that Pokemon Go like built off of basically. Okay, so because like that was the original game. game that Niantic made, where you were like building, you were building. It was originally designed by Google to try and uh, figure out how pedestrians would get to places. They made this game and they put all these portals here and said like, hey, if you get this portal, you get points. And they put them in like public parks and stuff. And then they'd use that and it'd use your GPS data and it would like map where you're going so it could figure out how to like optimize pedestrian traffic. Um, (laughs) but then the thing was like, after that, like they found a lot of people were like, liked playing it. So they just made it like a full game and added and allowed people to submit their own portals and stuff. But then it got to this weird point where it starts getting into like the Eve online thing where people start taking it like way too seriously. And you get stories of like people building fences around portals, people building booby traps around portals. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, again, like that's another thing about video game creep pastas and even Pokemon creep pastas that I think could be explored with is that, um, that like that kind of like getting so immersed in something and then having to interact with the real world again and having like a psychological kind of horror to that. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's the basis of a bunch of actual like movies. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. Like I'm sure that's, I, I, I'm trying I to can't think, of, think of any at the right? moment, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's at least some, that's at least some kind of, that's, a, that's, that's at least a bunch of animes. Let's put it there at least. Yeah. And again, I can't think of any right now, but I'm sure, like, if I'm sure if anybody comments on this, uh, like, tell us, like, I, w- I would like to watch some of those because those I could see those being really interesting. But I mean, like, uh, actually, I guess I could think of one, which is, I mean, this is less games and more like the internet, yeah. and there's also some supernatural elements to it. But uh, Serial Experiments Lane, I need, to, I've been meaning to watch, like, watch that because, like, I, it's always been on my radar, but yeah. I've heard like about that. That one's like more of a psychological horror thing. It's 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 less creepy and like more disturbing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Sorry. We'll, we'll, getting back. But that's to, neither Pokemon nor creepypasta. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to Lavender Town Syndrome. Um. Yeah. Like I like I had said. Um. Like there's a lot of stuff that I think this one probably borrowed uh, or got like ideas from because. Like, yeah, it's 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 nice because it it takes it takes a bunch. It's it's a remix. It takes a bunch of actual things that happened and combines them in kind of a cool way. Yeah, and uses the uh, like uses an already kind of creepy tone. Because I mean, let's face it, the Lavender Town like area and the song are really kind of like they're yeah, like they're creepy styled. Like even the Lavender thing. even Lavender Tower. Yeah, has has a has a style that is more in line with the rest of the game than Lavender Town. Yeah. Which is weird because that's the actual place where you go and fight ghosts. Yeah, exactly. But like the the whole like Lavender Town thing, it's it's really kind of like the the one spot in Pokemon, in, at least in the first ver- game, where it's like you go there because you've heard it's all spooky and like and stuff like that. So it's like you want to go there to like see the ghosts, and because it's ghosts, so like they they tried to make it themed like thematically with the with the music and make and, it all creepy and unsettling. Yeah. And this is also why when you get into yeah, well that's that's also the same reason everybody uses unknowns in the other pastas because unknowns in gold and silver they only show up in one place and one thing that is kind of an Easter egg I guess not really because it's very easy to find if you turn on your radio in the unknown cave it plays a special station that does not appear anywhere else in the game oh god so it's like a number station for unknown. Uh, kind of like it's it's not a number station. Well, I mean, I guess it's a number station that it's like, and that it's weird. But like, it's 
instead of like instead of normal music it just plays like this weird little it plays this weird little repeating pattern that's like not e- not even quite a melody with like a little bit of with a little bit of like kind of a bass kind of umpa to it gotcha so it's almost so it's almost it, like the the idea of like Again, like the radio frequencies coming bleeding in from another reality or something or from Yeah. And when you turn it on like the the what appears for the station is just question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. And yeah, there's only one place in the game where you can find unknowns and for some re they're they yeah, there's twenty six of them. They're all the same Pokemon, but there's twenty six variations. <laughs> and it's just like it's this it's it's the same thing like Lavender Town is the only place in the game that you find ghost Pokemon and there's only three ghost Pokemon in Red and Blue. Yeah, and then and then in yeah and then in Gold and Silver you have the Unknown Cave, which mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean and like Pokemon I, I, again like it, it, it because there's only like one like main like creepy or un weird like off putting location. I think that's why people focus on it so much. Yeah, and it's funny because like, if when you go back to Kanto and Gold and Silver, uh, Lavender Town is like, they turned Lavender Tower into a radio station. Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> like, yeah. they took away all the creepy stuff about Lavender Town, and now oh. it's like, is now, it's some, now it's some other place. Yeah, is it even like po- is it even like, um, like ghosts and stuff there anymore? Or it's been it? a long time since I've played, so I don't remember. Okay, fair. It's like, I think you just kind of skip over it because the reason you go to Kanto is first off to catch. I think there are the ghosts there still because you can catch all of you can catch all the Pokemon in the game. Yeah, because essentially so, it's like a second game. It's it's because the way it is, it's after you've beaten all of the stuff in Hoenn region. If, after you've beaten all the stuff in Hoenn or all the stuff in Johto, sorry, you can, Johto, go, back yeah. to, you can bu- go back to Kanto. You can fight all the gyms, beat the Elite Four, and then fight Red from the original game. Yeah, it's a true sequel. Which, um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it's just how like it, like that's why people have been focusing on it and um and like the tone again is a very creepy tone so like it's memorable um aside apart from everywhere else, everything else in the game otherwise because everything else yeah. in the game is like whimsy and then suddenly there's this just really sad morose like dead Pokemon and mourning and like funeral yeah. town essentially for them yeah you you don't even spend that much time there like yeah. But everybody There's no gym. Adds to like the mystery of it as well because you're not there a lot. You don't know a lot about the town either. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I gotta say, like, I think my my experience with Lavender Town is it was also weirdly like like Lavender Town just in the games in general. And this is getting away from the pastas completely. But um, it's weird that the time that I the time that I first got to Lavender Town uh, on Pokemon in the Game Boy, um, I went to a Cub Scout Jamboree. Um, where it was uh, raining for the entire weekend. Oh, God. Well, that's fun. <laughs> While you were in Lavender Town in the game? Yeah. Like, I didn't play because it that much because I, I was at a Cub Scout Jamboree, but I did play it a couple of times, and it was usually in the rain, like, in my raincoat by, like, a campfire. <laughs> so it was just, like, sad. So sad. <laughs> just, like, adding on to the sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know... If I if I'd ever really recommend Lavender Town Syndrome, like maybe if you're like if you if you're into like Pokemon like like the weird conspiracy theory kind of creepypasta Pokemon things, maybe check it out because it kind of feels almost like an urban legend more than a creepypasta in some ways. Like yeah, it. and that's kind of that's kind of what makes it cool. Yeah, because like, it's, it's and, yeah. Sorry, yeah, and again, like that's the reason why everybody kind of clings to the Lavender Town stuff, and I guess and also with the unknown. Um, and even like in the later ones, like they have like the like they kind of add a little more like Lovecraftian stuff with some of the the more with some of the legendaries. Um, 
Uh, yeah, where you get the legendaries that are like DNA and God. Yeah, or um, Cthulhu. <laughs> like, uh, what's the big, like, weird, like the big, like, centipede-looking one that goes through space-time? Um, oh, man, I don't remember. I don't know. It's, it's in, I think it's actually in. I think it's called Platinum. Um, but uh, it also has Dark Rye, and like you literally go like his. He has an island that you go to, and it's like literally like modeled kind of loosely off of Raleigh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like nice. where Cthulhu lives <laughs> in Lovecraft stuff. So yeah, like. They they definitely have like spots in the in the world of Pokemon's games that lend themselves to attract people to go to them and like kind of like come up with these cool little theories and then those theories end up becoming creepy pastas that people make. Um, it's another part of I guess Pokemon creepy It's like a subgenre of Poke pastas. <laughs> is these like conspiracy theory things that people do for it? Like, yeah, I mean it's yeah it fits uh, it fits. Not Pokathulu, no. No. Pokathulu is a completely different thing than Pokemon. Well, what <laughs> no. you were just talking about. I was just referencing uh, the, the po- certain Pokemon that are in um, uh, the later games. They actually Certain actual kind of Pokemon. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, how come... Are, like, are there any creepypastas out there that are based on the newer ones as well? Oh, With these probably. newer, I'd... creepier kind of aspects that they've added into the Pokemon universe. I think I remember one about Darkrai, which is supposed to be something connected to the, that Riley thing and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to look it up again after yeah. the show, and then we'll do another episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I liked, uh, I liked Lavender Town Syndrome. I didn't like any of the very short-form... Entries that went along with it because none of them felt like they added anything. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I had I'd read uh, Buried Alive, which is one of them, and I remember the White Hand one. I don't remember the Ghost Animation one, which is the other one. And honestly, I never realized that those were all connected. I just thought they were, again, just one-off things that somebody had come up with, like because there's that that, because of that subgenre of Pokemon creepypastas that are just like weird dark theories about the games. Yeah, and, and, and these are also are so like bad too. <laughs> yeah, these are yeah, these are all really bad. Like, like one of them, the, like what? like buried alive says, like when you win, the guy drags you under, and you get a game, you get a typical game over screen, which. But there is no hey, game over screen yeah. in Pokemon. You do it of your own volition, <laughs> or you go end up at the Pokemon Center. So you just like, yeah, it's just it's this whole thing where like. I, Reading all these, it's like, do you do you, have you played Pokemon? Do yeah. you understand how 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 a Game Boy cartridge works? Like, do you understand how the game works? Like, none of these things. They talk about like they they and it's a slight a slight nitpick here. They keep talking about models, and it's like they're not models; they're sprites. Yeah, I, and a model also, is a three D thing. Yeah, <laughs> a sprite is a two D picture. Um, and we even had that thing with like because they use SWV, which is. Shockwave, SW, yeah, SWF, which, yeah, SWF, Shockwave, sorry, Flash, yeah. and Dot yeah. GIF, and it's like, yeah, no, those these, these in... aren't made in fucking Game Maker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you talking about hacks that are and bootlegs and some of that? But no, they're talking about the Game Boy games. Um, I mean, even the hack wouldn't be that. The hack, the hack would, the, the hack would draw on the actual code, which is yeah. all proprietary image shit. Like, it's. We see the dark side of Matt when it comes to... <laughs> we finally found something that triggers Matt. A fucking immersion, okay? <laughs> it's like, I I understand you were trying to make it sound like you... Like, like you understood what you were talking about, but you clearly didn't. And that just... That wrecks it. Like, and if you I'm not going to say it would be better like if they... Do five minutes of research and find out the the proper terms to use to actually add the proper amount of immersion. Although what's it. weird is like what's weird is Ghost Animation. They did the five minutes of research because they mentioned uh, they mentioned lead programmer Hisashi Sogabe, <laughs> who is the lead programmer on uh, he's the lead programmer or the battle programmer on every game from Crystal onwards. 
but he's not credited for red or blue or gold or silver. Yeah. Um, but then they also say, like, oh, he talked to the Video Games Commission Board, which is not a thing that exists. No. <laughs> well, maybe ten minutes of research would be better than instead of the five. Yeah, like... And it's like it's it's like one of these things where it's it's written kind of like... It's written kind of like an SCP entry because they go into a lot of detail. Um, I guess it's kind of like, um, uh, what is it, the Cutting Room Floor wiki? Yeah. Um, which is all like the stuff that didn't that, that you can find, like all the weird cut content you can find in games. Mm-hmm. But then the thing is like in that one, and they're, they're trying to follow that format, I think. But the thing is like, yeah, they didn't they didn't know enough and they didn't and they wanted to sound more official than they could and so when they get to buried alive buried alive aside from like saying that it goes to a game over screen which isn't in the game they're a lot more general which really helps to it which and really helps with it like, the other ones are just like no you're you're wrong and i hate you <laughs> basically <laughs> <this> yeah <laughs> yeah like it feels it, it definitely feels like the narrative for these ones is more like a document a mockumentary report kind of thing then like yeah. you, and I you can respect in... that if they I can respect that if there was more craft put into them. Yeah, like Lavender Town worked. Like Lavender Town Syndrome as as its narrative worked. And then it seemed like if these ones came afterward then they just kind of started like getting lazy or fell apart. Because I feel like these were it. written by other people, kinda it, like all the all probable. the Jeff the Killer stuff. Yeah. It seems like it was written by somebody who uh <laughs> similar to NES Godzilla, it was written by somebody who was really good at pixel art. Yeah, and decided to do a little picture and then make a story around it. <laughs> yeah, or make the make the story make the story and make the picture one way or the other. Like somebody was good at pixel art and had some ideas and tried to put a thing around it, and they they failed. <laughs> yeah, they had. There's good. There's good seeds in this. Like I like the concept of this. Is like is you know weird Easter eggs. It's like that weird subgenre of Lost episode. Yeah, and again, like with Pokemon classes, it's like there's like little snippets of like things that like oh like you didn't know but this about cre- about Pokemon, but this is in the game in the code, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Like there's a lot of again, it, it always boils down with these things. There's a lot of potential, and it just never quite makes the mark. But there's stuff that can be mined like for ideas for things in this stuff. Yeah, um, and like I think. Like, is there anything else? Do, do we want to get into the into I, Act 2? I think we should finally get into Act 2 of this, which is <laughs> how we would make Pokemon creepypastas. Right after messages from these sponsors. Yeah, I was going to say, after an intermission here. There's no sponsors. No. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, that's the, that's the that's the main, like, so we've done the discussion of the, or the review of some pastas. And so now we're on to the part where I just want to, like, uh, kind of get, like, a round table thing, discuss, uh, just a brainstorm or t- uh, discussion about, like, how, if you guys were making a, a Pokemon creepypasta, um, how would you go about doing one that wasn't just the same old, like, copy and paste, like, that we've seen in a bunch of them already? Like, we've all, like, so the, read a bunch of them. So the thing is, like, it's... It gets tricky to do this because we're talking about lost episode pastas. Like we're we're also talking about Pokemon pastas, which are so there's so many of them that they don't allow them to be on the creep. They don't allow you to submit them on the creepy pasta wiki anymore. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Same with the Zelda oh, games. Yeah, like which, Zelda and um, Pokemon. Yeah. I think. Are, oh yeah, Cultus. I think you mentioned that because I I thought it was all video game related pastas were no longer allowed. No, I think they still allow some video game ones, but like they, they've, they've 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 categorized Pokemon and Zelda as separate like uh, 
uh, separate areas on the wiki and had said that they are no longer allowing those two type those two type of games because there's just too much. <laughs> but that might be a good thing because now creators will go to other games if they still want to do a game oriented one and yeah. be creative with that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like for the most part, like the lost episode slash haunted game. Like that whole genre, that whole wells kind of drying up. Yeah, like like because the the good ones that we see of that are things are are things that take it to a broader concept, like the princess. Yes, the princess is actually probably the best example of a video game creepypasta because it encompasses. First off, it uses a new. Um, uh, it, it doesn't it makes use, a monster. It makes a monster. It doesn't use one that's already exists and just corrupt it like so many other ones. Um, which I mean is also something that can be touched on, like twisting your childhood and or like twisting something that uh, it seems innocent into something that's terrifying or hideous. But uh, with the princess, it was a uh, it was a essentially an OC character, like but for a for the genre of video games in general, not just say Super Mario or Zelda. And the thing that's cool about the princess is that like is her her only the only thing that we know is that. She, is that she appear? She can appear in a game, and then if she's in the game, then there's then there's a some something happens. We don't know what, which also leads to this. Something happens and it kills you. Yeah. Um. But like while she's in the game, she's subject to the game's rules, and it's clear that she doesn't. She's not intended for whatever game she's supposed to be in. Like yeah, like she causes. They mentioned they mentioned like in Twisted Metal, like a pink car shows up and all it does is run into walls. Yeah. Or like like there's weird glitches that usually happen, and that's usually like a sign of her presence in a game. Like even if the glitch has never happened before on that cartridge. Yeah. Um. And then she somehow Samara's through the TV and bludgeons you to death. But it's also interesting because like during one of the encounters with the princess, one of the guys is able to keep her from getting it through the TV, trying to find out what she wants by just stun locking her with like an endless combo that's in the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, play Ki doing ultra combos to her. <laughs> yeah, and then he tries to like capture. Her. There's one that tries to capture her by like, um, I think turn taking out like all the cables that would like connect the uh, GameCube or the the software system. To yeah, he's running it through a capture card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it turns out, oh no, now she's in the internet. Spoilers. Oh no. Spoilers <laughs> she's now a story hack. that was on here on this on this specific show, what, like 50 episodes ago? Yeah, probably about that, I think. And it was at a point where, like, uh, Dr. Leviathan was going to uh, crucify me if it was another Zelda or Super Mario Brothers pasta. <laughs> So yeah, I think three preface is like no, this isn't this isn't just Zelda. It's everything. <laughs> it's it's all po- it's all games. I swear. Yeah, get the get the nails but away. Yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah. we're already coming in here with like this is a very saturated field. Yeah, to try and to try and come with fresh to try and come to you with fresh ideas. Um, and I'm trying to think about like stuff. I'm I'm trying to think about stuff I've experienced while playing Pokemon. That has frightened me that I could like actually that I could actually try and mine and turn into like a different concept. Um, and like honestly, there's not there's not many I could make that I would like because I've also read enough Pokemon pastas to the point where like, I'm like immune to them, where I'm yeah. like jaded to all the ones except for the good ones I read when I was started. 
Because like probably also getting to the point where basically everything's been done in regards to Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, and right, so yeah. describing anything at a high level is kind of difficult. Like, we'd have to get into the nitty gritty of it and say like, why are like you know why our thing is its own special, beautiful, unique snowflake? Yeah, because there's there's some I remember there's there's some that like the high level there's some of them that the high level concept is interesting, but then like. Or probably for a lot like we've just been talking about like these extra lavender town syndrome stories where they have a they have a little interesting kernel and you can see what was go what they were going for and then it's not and then it doesn't play out well um but i think one thing man like one thing that i might do and this is again this is going to sound like something else because um i'm kind of um i'm kind of aping off a different a bunch of different concepts but there's um, there's a really good Let's Play of Pokemon Blue on the Something Awful forums, which is called uh, Let's Horribly Break Pokemon Blue, <laughs> nice. where this where the the guy who's doing it is just just showcasing all of the glitches in the game. Gotcha. So just and there's um the bugs, yeah. I think uh what is it? There's uh there's also a YouTube channel Missing No Expert who. Um, so let's let, I'm gonna take this and I'm I apologize if I take all the ideas. Okay. Um. <laughs> But there's a there's an idea I like here that um so one of the things Missing No Expert did and I think I don't know if his channel's still going I think he might still do let's plays but he kind of ran out of Pokemon glitches because that was pretty much all he did on his channel for like three years. Wow, there's only so many. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty well, good he, uh, role for. Well, because he because he hit on a there's there's a lot of glitch like there's there's some glitches that have a lot of permutations like there's if you do um, there's a specific glitch that there's a glitch you can use to get Mew um, early on which like uh, I don't remember the specifics of it but it involves reordering your inventory in a specific way then you go to you go across Nugget Bridge this is in the original games and when you go across Nugget Bridge there's this area. Um, where you can, where there will be a trainer that will spot you as soon as you walk to a certain area, and then you have to do a frame per, you have to do a frame perfect trick, which is you have to hit start just as the trainer notices you, and then um, you have to have an Abra um, or a Pokemon with fly or an escape rope, and once they notice you, you have to use that Pokemon to warp to another Pokemon Center. And once you do this, the game gets in a weird state because now it's it's got you stuck in a pre battle state. Um, and once you do that, whatever item you have in a certain slot in your inventory is now what the game will access the next time it goes into a battle. And so this is how you can get all of the crazy glitch Pokemon in the game. Um, and also like more than half the time, uh, it just crashes with like an unknown opcode error because it's reads, it's just reading garbage. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm oh, just, I just thought like Missing No was like the main like the big one, but Missing No but... is the big one because it's the easiest one to do because it's it's the most easily replicable. But no, like this this is this is how Missing No expert like made so many videos is because he has videos where he just goes through and tests like what happens if I meet the trainer and I have this item in my inventory and he does that for like almost all the items in the game. He cuts out a lot of the boring ones and kind of just does like a super cut of all the interesting glitches, which is still a lot because there's a lot of fucking items in the game. Yeah. Um, I think it also changes depending on how many of them you have because that takes up another bite, um, another full bite, which is why, um, what is it? When you get, um, uh, that's how the missing no glitch does replications, by the way, is um, because of how, 
when you encounter something about when you encounter Mizigno, it tries to it tries to populate a certain area of the game with like Mizigno's hit points or something like that. And however many hit points Mizigno is supposed to have is how many how many items in the sixth slot it gives you. Oh wow, huh? Um, there's a there's a seven minute video like if you want to listen to something that's like uh, that half a press guy like if you want to listen to something I think his name's Panencoic like that level of detail on how like every weird glitch from the NES and Game Boy era works like he's got videos detailing like down to um, like down to the machine code like what's happening in execution and why this happens. Um, so like explaining the magic of the glitch. <laughs> yeah, like explaining why. Yeah, and it's they're super fascinating if you're like if you know you're super into like computer science. Um, My question and is, understand how would you and, even find half of these glitches? Though? Like, how would you know that when you have your your party set up a certain way, you go to this one guy and you know that if you teleport away, then things will happen. How did the original person find that, or is it just by chance? It could be by chance. Like at this point. Um, I, I'd, I'd honestly say at this point it's probably speedrunners. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Also, I mean that's really why like playtesters and uh, like beta testers like that's how they operate. Like they they're there to find. They try to find ways. They do to make every. The they throw. Work. They they smear every item on everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you get in, like if you well and then beyond playtesters when you get into QA like the the hardcore guys who are hired by the company at least this is how it used to be. It's probably different now because the games industry is uh, adapts with the times. But the my brother used to work for Bungie. Um, yeah. And he, uh, I went to a dev conference where they talked about where they talked about the whole like Bungie beta testing thing, where they back when uh, betas went out on discs and beta testing was actually beta testing and not just like pre-release promo stuff. Um, they had their beta testing period and then they sent it to their QA team and like your beta testers would play the game and see if it breaks under normal play. Then your QA team is like, hey, I noticed the game crashes if like I right click in the top right of the screen while holding like QE and Z at the same time. <laughs> um, and now and and now a lot of the glitches are like like I was saying, like most of them are found by speedrunners. Like because one of the things that's weird in the speedrunning community is you have people who all they do is find glitches like. They don't even speedrun the game. They just find them and they share them with the speedrunning board. Yeah, yeah, because that's how a lot of speedrunners, like, how they get, like, beat, like, a game like Zelda Ocarina of Time in, like, 11 minutes or 16 minutes or something. Yeah, and so, like, there's, yeah, yeah so that's kind of, like, that's how probably a lot of the more recent glitches were found. But I think a lot of the other ones were found because it was a very broken game and it came out around the time where uh, where the World Wide Web was, like, uh, was a... a a more like common household thing. Yeah. Um, like that's how all of us found out about the truck that doesn't do anything. Um, wait, what? No idea what you're uh, talking about there. You lost us there. <laughs> the uh, oh yeah. There's the, um, uh, in red and blue. Um, if you go, if you go through the whole game without going to the SSN, if you go to the SSN and there's like a bridge, you can walk down to get to it. If you have surf, um, you can surf away from the bridge, and there's a tiny island in the top right area of the SSN where there's just a pickup truck. What? Why? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> it's just there. How did... And so uh... there was a there, that was one of the schoolyard rumors, like, oh yeah, you go there and you use uh, you use flash on the truck, and you can start it up and then muse underneath it. Um, <laughs> which um, that's actually a really uh, going like way off topic here for a second. Uh, in the in the uh, you, in the the 2012 game Crypt Worlds, 
which is a free game. I recommend you play it. Um, it makes no sense, and you piss on a lot of stuff for some reason because that's a mechanic. But um, <laughs> nice. one thing I like is um, there's in in a random part of the game there is just a pickup truck that doesn't do anything. And then once you pass a certain part of the game, there's a there's an area where you can accidentally break everything and glitch everything out, and then for some reason everything's cowboys. Um, <laughs> but like, all the sprites in the game are replaced with cowboys for some reason. Nice. Um, but one of the things that I like is after you do that glitch, the pickup truck is gone, and there's a hole there. And if you go down the hole, you find Mew. <laughs> nice. Oh, that is awesome. It's like, that's a nice reference. That's a nice little yeah, Easter egg. I like that. It's just, yeah, it's so fucking stupid, but I love it. Um, <laughs> I but anyway, yeah, so going back to my idea, um, yeah. I would do... I would do something like a I would do something like a like a um, like a missing no expert uh, video series that is sort of a glitch exhibition, and I would invent a new kind of glitch. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure what it would be because there's a lot of them. It would probably be some kind of item exploit glitch, and that gl- and but the thing you discover is that glitch actually has a hidden message, and we go now into the idea of ancient Easter eggs that nobody's found. Um, <laughs> And I'm going to combine this, like, I'm basically going to end up combining a bunch of pastas here. Um, so, and it turns out, like, this, and it turns out that this Easter egg is actually, like, the first part of, like, a basically now a 20-year-old ARG. Oh, no. Um, oh, wait, so are you literally doing, it sounds like you're, 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 um, uh, you're replicating uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> uh, not quite. Not okay. quite. But, um, I'm, I'm replicating, I'll have to find the story, um, because there's another, there's another pasta where, um, uh, there's so basically this, and then from this we go from we go from the glitch exhibition to uh, to this series of videos where it's where we're trying to like break the ARG and stuff like that. And I'm not gonna say it's like slender vlogs because it's not gonna have Slender Man. It's just gonna have it'll this just weird. Be it's gonna have this weird ancient ARG, and it it'll go on this, and it'll go on kind of this like journey of discovery of this guy finding like weird puzzle pieces. And then the ending will be something spooky. I don't know. All right, I, 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 I kind of like that. Yeah, like it's like I'm almost like a, it. it's kind of like a like a digital Indiana Jones kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, like Egg Hunters, like in Ready Player One, but yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it's a, it's a. I mean, everything's been remixed and every yeah. every, every everything yeah, is has remix. been done. You yeah. just do it. You you just you do it your own way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the I I have two ideas, and actually they came from like me wanting to make because um, I did a homebrew of like for rules for Pokemon, and I was like, oh man, I could totally run like a Pokemon pasta creepy pasta thing, uh, in like in that, but and, and like where the characters play the Pokemon, and then I was talking to you, Matt, about it, and it was we, we just came to the conclusion like that would be a horrible idea for players, because. It would be nihilistic as shit, and no one would well, want to play the game. if you wanted to have them, yeah, like, if you want to have them play, like, Pokemon Black, like, yeah, or Pokemon yeah, it Lost would just Silver, be like... like, like, it's, like, if you did Lost Silver as, like, a role-playing game, it's like, well, now you go down a thing and you don't have arms anymore. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know like, why. Like, it, it would essentially be, like, uh, and to, qu- to quote somebody, uh, to, like, somebody in the call, in, like, for the Call of Cthulhu games and stuff like that, it'd be like Dennis Detweiler's uh, Artifact Zero, where it's <laughs> right. just the, it's just the journey... Um, and you were doomed from the beginning, and you just didn't know it. Like you, you in, in Artifact Zero, the investigators show up at this place where there's this weird device, and people have just been vanishing. Yeah. And you go, you find this device, and like 
you, I, th- I think even you don't even have to touch the item. You're just already like hit by this time radiation, and uh, you you dig up something in the uh, you're excavating, doing the rest, of, uh, helping with the excavations, and you find a skeleton that looks exactly like yours. Well, I think like, one of the things in Artifact Zero was yeah. like they found they say, found yeah. these fossils, and they found that the fossil had a wristwatch exactly, it exactly yeah. like one of the and, investigators' wristwatches. And I mean, spoilers for a scenario. I mean, whatever. Um, it's from 2010, like yeah. whatever. And it's 90 minutes long. <laughs> it's as old as Pokemon Black, for God's sakes. Um, yeah. It, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, the ending of it is that you uh, uh, eventually the time radiation builds up enough in you that you just teleport to the Paleozoic period, and the time and the process kills you, so you just die right where you fell or right where you teleported and so that's why your body is there in the pa- from the past is that this artifact is just get- pumping out time radiation time travel's weird so you were doomed from the beginning <laughs> and even apparently the the good ending even if you survive somehow like not being uh time radiation because i think you can like zap yourself and that uh, stops it or neutralizes it you end up with cancer at the end like yeah, 20, it's ten this years thing down the road. Where, there's, yeah. no good there's no good ending to it. It's just like it's nihilistic, and like you were dead from the start. But it was it was an interesting journey or mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, um, it's a very short game because everybody so, <laughs> everybody just dies very quickly. Yeah, or get or teleports back to the Paleozoic or whatever. And I just remember it's this. I remember like <laughs> Ross Payton summed it up really well. Like it, this this game could be like. It could be less. It could be a half page of notes. It's just like, do the investigators explore the area? Yes, they die. Yeah. Do the investigators <laughs> explore the area? No, they don't die, but they don't learn anything. Yeah. Uh, do the investigators? Do the investigators carefully cordon off the area and uh, and study the, study the device from afar, uh, taking every precaution known to Delta Green agents? Flip a coin. If heads, uh, they die. If tails, they don't die, but they don't learn anything. Yeah, exactly. And that's the so best way to survive. How long can you go without learning anything? Yeah. And not die. Which well, really, that's the that's the greater thing of uh, I think that's the greater metagame of Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> so yeah, don't read the book for God's sakes. Don't read the book. That's where they hide the madness. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, anyways, getting back to my idea for this was like, yeah, like that's that would be the worst thing ever, like for a, as a player, because like, oh well, that's I, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> You're a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, kind of coming up with a way like to make it like to still not like still like allow them to have fun. Fighting mon- with Pokemon and stuff like that, and so for the story, like what I'd have, I think, is that like the character plays like plays a game, of, like a I guess like a hacker, or, or even just plays a game that a cartridge they found or something like that. And as they play the game, um, the Pokemon start becoming more and more insidious and dark, um, and then it starts corrupting the person, the player itself, and they start getting um, like corrupted by these things like they might not even be maybe they're just disguised as pokemon and they're just like fucked up evil spirits or something like that that are yeah. possessing so the, just... I, the idea we're going here is sort of a uh, is sort of a one ring sort of MacGuffin. exactly yeah um where yeah it would just be like a like a story of corruption and like the guy like ruins his entire life because he's so upset like he becomes like he starts like listening to like the, the what the Pokemon are saying to him in the game or something. Oh, like that. you know what? This is a this is a lot like, and I don't I don't mean to throw shade here um, yeah. or anything like that, but yeah. the way you're describing this, it reminds me a lot of that Morrowind creepypasta. Shit, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, where it's it's actually like okay, actually sorry, yeah. What is like? Wait, what's the similarities? Because that one's like it was. You went into like the guy became more obsessed. You, you couldn't. Then, you couldn't or... save. You couldn't save the game, and everybody you saw just said, "Watch the skies," and so you're waiting until all the planets align or something. But there's right, always was, there's this assassin yeah. character. Your your life keeps slowly ticking away, and so you can't you can't 
save. You can't quick save. You can't quick load because all those crash the game. So you have to babysit your character um, for, like, I think three real-life days, which is how long it takes for, like, I don't know, six years to pass in the game or something. Right, yeah, okay, yeah. And so, yeah, the character was becoming kind of an introvert and, like, becoming obsessive and, like, kind of... The game was kind of corrupting him a bit, like, by on a more realistic level of just becoming obsessive with the games mm-hmm. because he had to stay there and keep it going. Um, Cause he was waiting for like this one door to open. Yeah. So, I mean like if you want to take it like with the demonic side, or, like a supernatural angle, have it be like evil spirits or something like that. But if you want to have a psychological side, yeah. just essentially you're exploring a psychological horror of like obsession and addiction, um, yeah, which is a very one. real thing with even like MMOs. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and certainly like with Pokemon go, like people, um, just get addicted to the the game and that they ignore the outside world around them, despite the fact that it's made to interact with the outside world around them. <laughs> um, and actually, that's the other part of the idea I had for it that kind of spawned from, like, being corrupted by the Pokemon game is um, have it be a psychological horror and use, like, Pokemon Go or use, like, a, one of the newer games and just... Or even have, like... It could even work for any other video game, really. Um, just explore the psychological horror of somebody who takes a game too far, immerses themselves deeply into the uh, horror or into the into the world of, of a fictional game um, or world, and then they have to like break. They have to, they go, have to interact with the real world again, and they have so much more difficult. Uh, it's, it's it's suddenly the real the real world that they're trying to explore is alien to them and scary. So. I think yeah, like, like a psychological horror of that kind, like where the immer- where they have to like um, they're oh, too man. immersed essentially. This also this um, taking a slight tangent. This also reminds me. Have you guys watched the most recent season of Black Mirror? I have not. No. <laughs> oh man, because this is like this is like the second episode of the new season. <laughs> I've only seen that one episode, unfortunately, the the, the first one. <laughs> and I kind of just oh, never the, the got pig back episode. To yeah, the pig episode. Yeah, and, um, the new season's actually really good because they have a much higher budget. But that's neither here nor there. But um, uh, I'll say that. So, sorry, just I'll say that second. being so you get getting so immersed in a game that like you kind of lose yourself and you forget how to interact with other people. First off, that's terrifying because that's that's a thing that happens. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's like, a th- that's an actual thing that happens. But also, it reminded me of the second episode of the new season of Black Mirror. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like like I've I've read articles and I've like even had like friends that like I've seen that like not not like bad or like not gone to the extremes that I've heard of uh, with MMOs like World of Warcraft and like stuff like that where people just go get way too invested in a world that doesn't exist and spend like real money like bankrupt themselves and spend real money to just to to buy stuff that's fictional and no physical like reward yeah, or game. No, they don't want to live in the real world, so they live in the game. Yeah, like, or that's... people who have like kids who have like died from malnourishment because they sp- stayed up for like three or four days straight, didn't ever sleeping or anything like that, or eating and just like wasted away or, or, or injured had, themselves. Yeah, or that, like specifically, it's... there's like there's a story about a Korean EverQuest player who had a heart attack after playing for 51 hours straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of Whoa. thing. Like. You could definitely tap into like that real world, like kind of darker stuff, um, with kind of like the the like with a game or with a story about like a character just getting or a person getting too involved, invested into a game world, and then having to like breach back into the real world and just feeling how empty and like mm-hmm. unfulfilling and pointless it all what it is like for them compared to their bright shiny virtual world. 
And that um, kind of goes into. I mean, you could also you you could also take this to its to its other logical extreme, where it's like this is a this is a ROM of Pokemon that's really hard to beat, and nobody nobody knows why, and this person's like dedicated to beating it. And we'll yeah. take this we'll take this into the weird speedrunning community, the yeah. guys who are not the guys who are not good enough for GDQ. Where this person dedicates so much time into beating it and have have become obsessed, and they do win, and they go and like try to share this achievement with people that are like, okay, you you beat a video game, cool. Yeah, here's a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, like just have them like have that be kind of like have that just be the end, and just like have that like yeah, no, you you did that, congrats. That that's all you got. <laughs> And then yeah, it turns out that it turns out that exactly yeah. yeah yeah, like that sounds like actually like a, an outer limits or or, uh, or uh, I guess Black Mirror is the new ver- is the new outer limits kind of thing. Yeah, no, that That's... actually would be kind of a yeah, that would be kind of a Black Mirror is like just the the horror of that is just irrelevance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is gonna make me famous. It's just like really we're like we're taking horror and noir here. We're like. <laughs> You're the only person who continued on this path after everybody else stopped caring. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, that's kind of like the new thing nowadays. Is like, I mean, look at True Detective and like, yeah, and well, again, Black True Mirror. Detective is neo noir, so that's yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, there is like a horror element kind of underlying with that one because like, like Russ Cole just destroys himself trying to fi- solve this mystery. Yeah, but then again, he was kind of destroyed from the beginning. So, um, Gamer and Yellow, do you got anything? Well, no, I was basically just going to say, like, uh, what you were mentioning with um, how there's, like, an impact on the person is basically what I feel that not just Pokemon games, but video game creepypastas in general should have. Some sort of either impact on the person who is telling the story or the person who's reading the story. So there's some more immersion into it. Because, again, if it's just... Here's the here's the creepy story. There you go. I understand the appeal of it. It's very simple, but there's a lot more immersion if there's something that you feel through the person who's telling it. Like it's something that's personally impacted him, either in the way that that Morrowind creepypasta does, or something supernatural like what uh, you suggested there, Cultus. Yeah, that's basically the way that I think the, in my opinion, the better uh, creepypasta should be. Yeah, like. Um... Like to have the that like you 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 want like more of a you'd want like more of a supernatural element on it top doesn't of the, even have the, to be supernatural it could be like a like um just just something in your mind but either way something that you can't turn off by turning the power switch off yeah like oh yeah like something it, like that impacts you, you either if it's um just supernatural or just something psychotic in your head just something where you can't just turn the game off and then you're good. You yeah. got a clean slate. Nothing's fine. Everything's fine. You can go to school. The next you're still day, taint- you're, you're tainted. Or yeah, you've been cor- you've something's been happened. With. Yeah, and as a result of what's given to you in this, this uh, the influence this, this game, game has. Yeah, yeah. Mad? <laughs> yeah I mean, okay. I, I agree. Sorry. Like, there's. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anything to add. Fair. fair. Like uh, the thing I the thing I could say is like yeah, even mine like. I get away from the lost episode thing pretty fast and just use that as a springboard to get into telling a different kind of story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually I was just thinking, yeah, like I, yeah, I would definitely want like to, if I was to write one, it would definitely be like something like the, the game has some supernatural thing that's corrupting you or some psychological thing. Like, like you said, yeah. can't even turn either. You can't turn off. Like you just like you mentally can't 
bring yourself to turn off the game, or even when you turn off the game, the game's still playing, maybe. Mm. Like so, that's affecting you, like mentally, like your perception of things. Oh, I don't even mean. Uh, well, even when you get to the game, can't turn off. I mean, even if you turn it off, you what sp- happened to you? from your experience in the game is carrying over into your real yeah, life. If yeah. the game is on or off, it's yeah, still like affecting you. It's still yeah. affecting you, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that, that was the thing that you were saying, cultists, that you were trying to go for, is, like, the the idea of, like, game addiction is, like, the even when you turn the game off, you're still thinking about the game. You're still oh, yeah, playing yeah. the game while not playing the game. Yeah, like, you're still at your work, your job, or whatever, um, and you're in... You're there in body, and then in spirit, you're just you're thinking of the next how you're going to proceed next in the game, and it's affecting the other way to kind of but that's another way to think about it. Uh, Did you ever read The House of Leaves? I did not. I've always I've heard a lot. I've heard lots of stuff about it, but I've never actually sat down. So it's it's a really bizarre book because it's a book about a book about a movie. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that's interesting is you get two, well, I guess three different plot lines through reading it because you get the the Navidson record, which is what the book about the book is about, or what the yeah. main content of the book is supposed to be. But then also the guy who edited it is named Johnny Truant, who writes about the writer of the book, um, who I can only remember his name is Zampano, but also Truant. Uh, Truant also writes about stuff that's going on in his own life. While um, he's in like the, the footnotes to the point where like the footnotes can take up entire multiple pages sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and one of the things maze. that's interesting is like the farther you get into the Navidson record, the more like messed up Truant's life is over like obsessing about this obsessing about this book that's about this movie that he's never heard of. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it gets real weird. Like <laughs> I, be I, I mean, over something he doesn't even know. Yeah. Well, because he's reading about – because Zampano has this really detailed description of this movie. Like, because the, the whole book, The Navidson Record, is Zampano – like, is Zampano's critique of this movie that's made by that, – that's made by this guy named Navidson about his, like, weird house that keeps growing. Um but then the thing is, like, the thing is, like, Truant's, like, writing about this, and it's like, I don't know what Zampano's talking about. Like, I've never heard of this movie. I keep trying to find stuff about this movie, because he, he has studied it in overwhelming detail. Okay, so I can actually kind of understand, on a, on a basic level, like, that obsession, because... I have things like in my like from my memory of my childhood like in the nineties and stuff like that. Whereas like and for like I remember there was like oh there's this show that I used to love watching as a kid. I can't remember the trailer. I I remember it was about this and like for like about an hour I'd, I'd there'd be occasionally where I'll like go online for like an hour or two and just try and find that yeah. video and like it would drive me nuts like that I can't find that like what yeah, I remember from my childhood. Or, like, find, like, this movie or this book or this story or some of that. And, like, like where, what was this from? Like, I, I it was a couple of we- weeks ago. Like, I remember a comic that was mentioned in a friggin', like, TV show on YTV in, like, the 90s. Um, and the sh- comic was about, like, it was a more gritty ver- punk, ver- punk rock version of, like fables and stuff of that and everything i looked online was just that that fable that newer fables tv uh comic series mm-hmm. and i like i literally obsessed for, over for like two or three hours trying to find it and eventually i just kind of like lost interest so on like a smaller scale i can i can get that behind like get why like how we like obsess over that kind of stuff and i could see that go exploding like into like insanity yeah like um, over the course of this like truant like loses his job and like s- slowly like <laughs> stops leaving his apartment yeah like it's yeah it's super crazy um i would highly recommend reading house of leaves it is a book 
that will test your patience at times, but it's really it's it's really good if you can if you can get through it. It's yeah. bananas. Also, it's, is it called House of Leaves because the, of the leaves of the book, like the pages, and like it's a house of pages? That might be it. Like I honestly don't know. <laughs> like, like that's that's the first thing. Like like I, I it just kind of, like I've I've heard of it so many times and I've like heard of descriptions of it and stuff. And like, I just that's, realized that's that's like, the that... most that's the most reasonable explanation that I that I know for it is that kind of thing. Um, because there's like there's a lot of this is this is the book that makes the most use of its medium. Yeah, because it makes. Like, I've heard you, of things like they you need throw you need to get it in a printed format because like. So like one of the things one of the things about the Navidson record that I said is that the whole the whole the whole plot of the Navidson record is that Navidson's house keeps like growing and changing on the inside while yeah. the outside never changes. One of the things is when you get the book, the one thing you'll notice is that the cover is slightly too small for the rest of the book. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So it adds on to like it's like an immersion level kind of thing. That's right? a good yeah. touch. Or it's like yeah, again like a nice touch that they've added mm-hmm. onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, I think what we gathered from this is that don't fall into the same like pre- things that like like premises and like ideas that like Pokemon bosses have done for the last couple of years. It's already been done. Kind you don't of need like to do it again. go out away from that box and pull things from like other mediums or from other like genre or like even different like st- other creepy stories and just kind of like I guess. God, at the same at the end of the day, it's kind of just like and just flavor it with Pokemon. No, <laughs> like or like like not, again, not like, even quite that. It's just if you haven't if you have an idea, like first off, like if you get an idea from reading another story, don't just take that idea. Like yeah, copying, like, copying is bad, but adapting, yeah. reusing, like changing, using that original idea as the seed to create something new. That's good. That's how that's how stuff is made. Yeah, God, use I, things I, as inspiration. Okay, so yeah, a little bit. I, I just came just up with this to kind of so, get things started. Yeah, I just came up with this thing. Um, so you know, like the reduce, reuse, recycle thing, right? Mm-hmm. So recollect, reuse, and recycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, just, like yeah, just recollect Take, it and like assemble it a different way that you that w- that makes it yours. <laughs> Because like, everything's yeah, take, for a remix, take, so find the ele- like find the elements that you like from a thing, and then figure out how to build on those. Like distill it down to its corest idea and build it back up. Yeah, yeah. like if you read a creepypasta and there's some small aspect that you liked about it that wasn't really expanded upon, take that and make that the focus of something. Kind of like how what how we were saying earlier about the uh, those different like stories that were connected to the lavender town thing yeah. where like there are nuggets of, of, of inspiration or nuggets of, of not gold, but like maybe silver <laughs> in there yeah. that can be pulled in and made into like, you know, a silver, uh, some, some cutlery. <laughs> there are some very, there are some very, very rough diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> there are. Yeah. They're, they're still not quite diamonds. And maybe there's a little, a little bit of coal on some of them, but if you just chisel that off, you're good. If you put enough work into shine in it, yeah. it'll come up real nice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, I mean, yeah, that's about as much as I, I didn't want it to go this long, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I really did not expect this to go on for two hours. Oh, yeah. God. Although we spent 40 minutes discussing the eight minute pasta and then another 
40 minutes discussing the even shorter pasta. Yeah, that was like three yeah. minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, then there's uh, like an hour of just talking about other things that aren't even Pokemon related. Yeah, so I don't know how much of that will... I mean, I'll probably... We'll just keep it in. I'll be like Ross Payton and just... Ugh, effort. <laughs> just just keep everything except for like... like just put dead the air in or something in like that. Yeah. yeah. Or interruptions that we had. I'll just get rid of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess... Yeah, I mean... We've come up with some like pretty cool ideas for like that, so I think that's a good place to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that has been this week's ep- uh, this this episode of El Dente Rigmortis. So, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, check a, uh, leave us a comment in the comment section below, um, and like, comment, subscribe, rate on yeah. iTunes. <sighs> Uh, Keep it going. Right on, does Kiwi Six have a rating system? Does it matter? It doesn't have a, a rating system. It has comment section, and like comment, I know, comment, if, yeah. if you subscribe to it, like we get, we've been getting like a steady flow of subscribers from Kiwi Six. So yeah, so um, hey. yeah. Um, uh, if you want to listen to more writing ideas, go to the show I do with uh, Travis Gaskew, Ugly Talk. They know things dot com. Yep, um, uh, and then yeah. you also have a. Uh, uh, an actual play. Yeah, we have the actual play podcast, drunkenugly.com. Um, yeah, you guys have done some small amount of work on that. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, just been running that for like six years. No biggie, and no biggie. 800 hours plus of content. <laughs> I, I haven't even I haven't even tried to count it up recently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like, again, you want to talk about idea, like, uh, ideas that have been explored and ideas that can be mined, like scenarios and stuff like that are always good for that. Yep. And you guys have a lot of like good stuff for like horror and like childhood innocence being turned into like twisted horror stuff. Yeah, with your little fears, uh, your little fears campaign and little fears, monster and childish things. There's a lot of those. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a fan of that, check a uh, fan of like listening to actual plays of people uh, playing tabletop games or tabletop games in general. Check those out. Um, I think we're all on Twitter. Um, Oh no, Gamer in Yellow isn't on Twitter. I don't think. No, I don't care. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just here. Uh, yeah, he's just here when I drag him in for Pokemon Creepy Bosses and the odd video game one because that's, that's kind of your, sh- your shtick. My shtick. Um, Review Cultist uh, at uh, on Twitter and um, Matt, you have I think yeah, two, I'm, Cat- two? I'm Catman two four five five on Twitter. Um, my podcast network in general is the Drunk and Ugly, so yep. check that. I also Retweet. stream on Twitch and SpaceCow2455, so... Yeah, so like, uh, like, retweet, and all that jazz. Like, retweet, um, send dick pics. <laughs> of course. To Catman. <laughs> no. I don't know, send them wherever. Send them, send them to the people that want just, them. Just spread the love. <laughs> um, so yeah, um... Longest outro ever. <laughs> it has been, yeah. So yeah, that has been this week's episode, and um, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm the gamer in yellow. This is Matt. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Honks you, honks you. Spooky sounds. <laughs> uh, uh, Pokemon ghost. Haunts Pokemon you ghost you. to the poles. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're done. Do it for Rambe. <laughs>
most creepy and most pasta. <laughs> I'm sorry. When he goes to... Um, actually, hang on a second. I just got to quickly tweak the audio levels because it looks like we're spiking a bit. Sure. Um, there we go. Just tweak that audio. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Baby, tweak the audio. You've been drinking oh. way too much Kahlua, Matt. <laughs> I only had like half a highball glass. Uh, there wasn't any ice in it, though, so that's maybe more Kahlua than I normally drink. Maybe. That's fine. I haven't um, had Kahlua in my house for a long time, so it's definitely more Kahlua than I normally drink. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You could just uh, have a drop in a glass, and it would be more than usual. 